What's happening, everybody, and welcome to this another edition of the Dell and Keith Show. I'm Derry Kerlihan, and as always, I'm joined by my very good friend Keith Anderson. Keith, how are you doing tonight in a wet and miserable Thursday night in sunny Glasgow, hey? Uh, t- typical, man. I think uh, this is must be the one of the rainiest cities in the world, certainly in, in terms of the amount of days per year it rains. I, I don't I don't think there's, there can be much worse in Glasgow. It's been miserable, man. It's been it's been a pretty crappy summer for everybody um, in terms of the weather and stuff like that as well. But just to sort of just a quick apology for this coming out later on in the week. Um, from me, I had a bit of a, an emergency on Sunday. My my youngest daughter fell and um, broke a bone in her elbow. So um, up the hospital all Sunday and try to get back into things. Absolutely knackered on. I think I got about four hours sleep, three hours sleeping between Sunday and Monday. Um, and then working, so apologies for that, um, for missing it. But I, Keith, how, how is she made it possible? I, she's she's all right. She's a determined wee thing, put it that way. So she's she's um, you know back at back at a nursery and stuff like that. Yeah, so she's she's fine. So she's great. She's great. Uh, good, Thanks. How are you? How are you? Aye. Aye, all right, mate. Aye, decent, decent enough week. Uh, I've got a a work related exam next week coming up. So oh, lovely. Between. Uh, all the usual stuff. I'm I'm trying to study my wee tiny brain off. So, uh, aye, that's that's keep me occupied. But other than that, decent enough. Good man, good man, good man. So, just before we start looking at the the last two games, the the Morton game and the PSV game, and then a wee quick look ahead to um, Ross County and um, Eindhoven next week as well. Just a couple of couple of things that happened today in the Rangers world. I thought it'd be quite interesting to discuss. So, one coming in. And one going, so one coming in is the new chief financial director James Taylor's coming in. So, wish him all the best. Um, looking at the the application, you know, looking at the the the, the press release that Rangers the Rangers sent out today. Very accomplished guy, knows his job. Yeah, and, you know, just another change in the biz grow sort of team now, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and probably, <clears throat> you know, I, I I needed one, and obviously. Um, as Rangers fans these days, we care a lot about finances uh, since, obviously, the past 15, 20 years or whatever, finances have shot to the floor. So um, it's good for us to have somebody in there, somebody that, you know, seems competent and we wish all the best, as you say. Um, it's just uh, get in and keep on top of it. You know, yep. I think we're, we've, we've all got our thoughts on, on finances. Some fans think, well, we should be spending more money or whatever. You know, some people think we spend too much, whatever it might be, everybody's got an opinion, so it's good to get somebody in there taking care of all of that, and hopefully we'll see some, maybe some extra pounds on the park because of yeah. it, you know, just a wee tighter look. I don't know I don't know if that's the remit, but let, let's see. Yeah, definitely, we wish him, we wish him all the best and his job, and then obviously Keith as well, someone leaving, which is, um, you know, it's a sad one, particularly with the way it's sort of developed for him, for um, Nambi Ofoa, who's, um, Rangers have announced that um, they've agreed to terminate his contract today. So obviously there's a Rangers. I think Rangers have done everything they can by the player. You know he's been been everywhere, but we've also got a duty of care. You know, obviously the boy wants to play, and Rangers seem to be a wee bit hesitant in letting him letting him play. So probably that's that's the best for for everybody. I guess also obviously he's got he does have that heart condition there. I just got to wish the kid all the best. It's a Really sad state of affairs for for us as a club and a fan base, but no 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 more so than than for the kid himself. You know, mm-hmm. like 
by all accounts, he's you know he's he's at a level where he's obviously got some talent. Otherwise, he wouldn't be Bournemouth and Rangers and that sort of stuff, right? So he's yep. obviously got some talent. I'm sure he loves the game and he wants to be playing, as you say. And he, he can, he, you know, he's, he's probably kicking about feeling fine. But it's just Rangers are, are a bit nervous about applying too much pressure on his heart, uh, you know, because it's it's a, it's a gamble with his condition or whatever. So yeah. real messy one, feel for the kid, and hopefully. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what good looks like for him from here, but hopefully he finds a way to get whatever he, you know, whatever the best he can. Because uh, it must, it must suck. It, it really must. Yeah, yeah, and like you, you definitely feel for the for, for the guy as well because obviously he's came here from a Premiership team with loads of potential. He fit in the middle of the park, you know. Some of the, some, the only thing you see is obviously those YouTube clips you see, and they look they look they a big, strong, demanding midfielder. <clears throat> but unfortunately, obviously, this is. The, the tests are there to for for this reason, you know, to, oh, yeah. to spot any anything that happens, and you know, unfortunately, it's it's happened to him, and you know, he, he hasn't he hasn't had a you know start to his career, but his Rangers career, sorry, but uh, he goes with, I think he goes with everybody's best wishes, and we can't really, you know, I think I think Rangers have done probably the right thing by him, you know, we're stuck by him, you know, in terms of that his wages are being paid, we're oh, yeah. to the best medical care and stuff like that, but I think it comes a time now where he wants to. He might want to start playing football again, and Rangers are a wee bit hesitant because of that. So, ah, I like to say it's an impasse probably. Yeah, maybe the partner the ways are the best thing and let him go and revive his career. Um, I wonder if I mean, obviously, I'm I'm not a cardiologist or anything like it, but obviously this is shot to the fore in recent years, um, and especially recently with Christian Eriksen at the Euros, you know, and, and he got. You got some some sort of surgery or something put in that I believe Daily Blunt has as well, and these boys are still able to play at a top level. So hopefully there's something out there for for the yeah. guy to get some sort of treatment. I I let's like say it's not my area, far from it, but hopefully there's something that can maybe get him playing again down the down the tracks. Yeah, definitely, and like I say, we wish him we wish him all the best for his career and his and his health as well. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but let's let's crack on, mate, with the. Uh, with the with the games, unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about the Morton game before we talk about the PSV game, um, and then we'll have a look ahead to to next week as well because it's again these games are coming thick and fast, aren't they? I mean, it's Aye. you know it's and it's you know it's, it might be the start of the season, but it's still vitally important. So let's well, let's go for the the Morton game first of all, Keith, which was on um, Saturday at uh, half twelve, twelve kick off, half twelve. Can you remember what it was? I um, have uh, twelve. It was an early kickoff. Um, even even though the game was pretty rubbish and stuff like this game will be a special game for me Keith, because this was the first game I took my youngest daughter ended up breaking a breaking her elbow the next day. Um, that th- this was her first game, so I took it to that. So it's a it's a special special game for me anyway because I took Aye. oldest one to West Ham last season, the West Ham game last season, and then my youngest came to the the game with me um, there. So that was that was a special one, but. Quite a lot of changes in the team, Keith, as well. We'll run through the team and then we'll sort of we'll have a wee chat about it and have a chat about the game. Um, but yeah, we, I was, we'll, 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 I'll run through the team, like I said, and then we'll have a, a discussion about it. So we started with Butland and the goals again. Back four of uh, Sterling, Goldson, Balligan and Yefeko coming in at left-back. Midfield three of Kiswentes, Lindstrom and Dow, And the forward three of Lammers, Matondo and Dessers. In there as well. Now, looking at the team, Keith, did you expect to see a couple other changes in there? Did you expect to see maybe like a like a Hadji playing or 
you know, even McCrory in the goals or maybe Goldson missing out because he had, you know, he played a lot of games and obviously Shooter's played a lot of games as well. But, um, you know, I think if, if Redvan was fit, he'd have been in a less back spot and maybe your folk would have went to centre-half rather than playing Goldson. But, um, yeah, what did you make of the team, first of all, Keith? Were you happy to see some players in or...? Um... I thought I think uh, I was probably expecting different changes, not necessarily more, but but different. You know, like you say, I, I thought might have gave McCrory the the cup goalie sort of thing. And I know Bill yeah. said, "Oh, you know, I wanted Butland in," but the front, the back four in front of him wasn't he? Like Bill then said, "Oh, you're never going to see that team again." Well, what's the point then? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, I would have expected to see McCrory definitely. Um, I thought he would have kept the, the front three and it might have been Danilo instead of uh, Matondo. Um, I expected probably uh, Hadji instead of Sifuentes. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll probably spend a wee minute or two talking about Hadji soon. But yeah. um, I, I, that was the, the midfield was kind of, I thought it would be a whole new midfield. I thought it would be Lundstrom at the base, Dow and Hadji. I thought that made sense for lots of reasons. Um, so I was, I was surprised at that one. I was probably surprised at the amount of changes in the back four. Uh, I thought the, like I said, I thought the front three would have would have kept just let them play, let them try to click. I thought that would have made sense, um, and maybe different changes in the back four. But it was good to see, good to see Tav rested. If I'm honest, I think he's probably needed yeah. that season. He's, you know, he's, he started last season quite leggy and looked like it was a hangover for the previous season, which was wild. This season again, he's he started like he's got a bit of a hangover. Not as much excuse this time, so that's a worry. But. Uh, so good to good to see him get a wee rest, and I think your point on Goldson, I don't know, maybe it would just be he needed a leader back there. I I, yeah. I don't know, um, but I again like you, I wouldn't have been surprised to see Goldson rested because I think we'll talk about PSV, but since he came back up to this point, he's looked a wee bit short. You know, he's looked like he's missed a lot of preseason. He's not looked his normal self. I, I didn't feel, um, so I I thought probably wouldn't have played, but. Let's say we were expecting a decent number of changes either way, weren't we? Just maybe different ones. What about you? What were you thinking yeah. of this? Um, I was looking. I, I was. I was. I was a bit like you. I was surprised, mate, when I when I seen it. I was really surprised when I seen the team because I thought I was expecting McCrory in the goals. I was expecting Sterling to play definitely to play right back, mm-hmm. and I was looking forward to seeing him playing. But Aye. um we could maybe have a chat about him in a second. Um, wouldn't have been in. I thought Balogun would have been in. Um, and the midfield three, I thought it was going to be the ones that you said um, with Kiswentes because he has played a lot of football since he came in um, maybe give, I would have gave him a bit of a rest rather than playing him and he played the full 90 I would have gave him a bit of a break for with, with PSV ahead like they done with Raskin and then again with the, the forward line I was expecting to see maybe a, I was expecting to see Danilo but I was also maybe half expecting to see like a maybe a roof in there, you know, just to give him some match day, give him some, um, give him some practice in there, you know, some first Aye. football in there as well. But yeah, I mean, I was quite surprised. I was, I was quietly, I was pleasantly surprised to see Efeko playing because I thought he'd done very well in pre-season. Um, with the way that he played, surprised to see him at left back, but he done very well in there. Um, I was, I was, I, I've been really impressed with Efeko since he sort of came in. He sort of came out of nowhere. Um, Aye. Let's say, I've seen him a couple of times in the B team when I went down with my, my brother and my nephew down to the Barton last season. Um, and it didn't look anything spectacular, you know. And then he sort of came this year, he sort of, you know, came out of nowhere, which is great to see um, as well. But yeah, Sterling Keith, I wanted to maybe have a quick chat about him. 
Um, you know, I was really excited that we, that we signed him. I think they need another right back to push Tav in there and also for just something different in there as well because like Tav, Tav can bomb forward and bomb forward and bomb forward all he, all he can. But there is obviously weaknesses in his game when it comes to his defence. Whereas Sterling's other way around, he's defender first, then then you know a sort of attack, and you know you'll attack after that. Aye. And you could tell, you could ask to play the Tav role against Morton that just wasn't effective for him. It's not his game, is it? You know, he was, he was making a couple of mistakes, flew a couple of balls in that went too far. You know, it just wasn't the it just wasn't the game for him, was it? No, I think like you say, it's it's probably um, I I don't know. Maybe we maybe the the, the team, the coaches, that I think it, it, it's coachable because he's enough of an athlete to get up and down. You know, yeah. like he's he's a big fat lad. So I don't, I don't think the making it into that final third is going to be the be a problem. But like you say, when he gets there, it's it's not really his game. Um, so I it was it was a weird one. I mean, at, at home to. Uh, Morton, I keep I say Queen's Park for some reason. Don't know why. <laughs> um, uh, to Morton, and basically it was it wasn't a kick in else four centre halves at the back because yeah. as you say, your Feckles a centre half at a left back, and Sterling is probably the most defensive fullback that we've got. It was it was a game if you're being honest for Divine rather than rather than Sterling from a, a kind of uh, style point of view. Do you know what I mean? Because Divine's yeah. going to get up. He's a, he's more attacking. So. But I appreciate, like you said earlier, Sterling, you want to get his first game and you want, you want to get his first start. Like, totally made sense for that point of view, but from a style point of view, it was basically just four solid defenders and eyes, his distribution or whatever. It's not his game. Unless, like I said, they think they can, they can, you know, coach him into that. Yeah. Possibly he's young and I, I don't know how, how good he's going to learn or whatever, but eyes, he's definitely defensive first and he's not, he's not, he's never going to be Tav in the final third, put it that way, no, I don't think. No. And I think that might be something that we could use to our advantage when we're, you know, if he's more defensively minded, like if we're looking at games like, you know, sort of remember back to the wall, like Eindhoven and stuff like that, he might be someone that we're able to bring on and, you know, be that extra cover in there, you know, more defensive minded if we're going to get peppered. But that's something that we can discuss in a discussion. Aye, that's worth bit. chatting a bit soon, yeah. Aye, definitely. Good point. Yeah. But let's have a like I said, some of the some of the bench work, you know, like you said, we mentioned that he came on um you know, came on and he looked, you know, he, 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 he did look good. Uh, and he came on and he, you know, did you see him when he ripped his wee monitor, his vest monitor thing off at monitors everything? And the boy was to shreds, absolutely shredded in there. And he was very, he was very fast, energetic on the ball. He wanted the ball um, at all times. And then obviously he'd done the presser and he'd done the press conference and, I don't know what's been said or what's happened, but supposedly the the decision for the Euro squad was done on Thursday, not on Monday when the when it was announced. Aye. So it was interesting to see him playing, but I thought he looked he looked hungry, and I think the boy just wants to play football, wants to play for Rangers, and unfortunately, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen, does it? So first of all, Keith, first question is, what did you make him playing, and then looking at his looking at his future, what did you make of his minutes on the park, and then then we'll talk about his, and then have a chat about his future. Aye, well, first of all, to from what I seen of him playing, you could have sent me into the press conference and I'd have gave you the same answers because yeah. he played like he was pissed off. Mm-hmm. He, he he played like it, and <clears throat> we were all expecting it. Um, like you know, I've I've got mates that were expecting to see him start there and potentially expecting to see him 
in the PSV or you know like yep. whatever. Um, a lot of people on the Hadji's more effective than Lammers shift, you know, sort of thing. So th- th- there's been there's been views around that. So I think it was it, it was a bit of a shock, and I th- then everybody's like, well, if he's not getting a start in this game, he's not. When is he ever going to get one? Yeah. Um, so I uh, came on, played like he was pissed off. Looked did his best to take it out in Greenock Martin, to be fair to him. You know, he, he came close a few times. He looked like he was playing hungry. So the press conference wasn't really a, a shocker. Um, fair play to him for just being honest. Like he was yeah. respectful, but he was direct and didn't miss. And I, I don't mind that, you know, like you you don't want to see guys that are too happy to sit on the bench and take a wage day nothing, you know. Yeah. Like you might need them in a backup goalie or whatever, you know, you, you don't want somebody's going to walk the boat. But somebody like Hadji, um, it's, it's good to see him want to get in the team. Really like him as a player. Really like him as a as a, as a footballer. You know, like he, he talks, like he he loves it. He lives and breathes it. He's intelligent. He pays attention. He works hard. Like you you can guarantee behind the scenes he's he's the type of guy you want. So yeah, um, it's it's a bit of, it's a bit of a weird one for me if if I'm honest. I get that he's sellable because he's. He's got a name. He's got talent. He's 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 got a long contract. He's not just a new signing. So I get that he's sellable, but unless somebody's chatting your door and being like, you know, there's ten million or whatever number is going to is going to bring us to the table, it's no one that I would be chasing at the door. You know, yeah, like definitely. And I know there's a lot of competition in that ten or, or an eight role, but I mean, if you take your eights really as like Jack's a six, Raskin's a six or an eight, but probably more a six or most of a six and then you've got your eights are Dill, Sifuentes and Cantwell and maybe maybe Lawrence maybe Hadji that's not that's not that many do you know what no. I mean Lundstrom's really a really a six as well yeah. so you've got a few sixes and a few eights but you've got two spots um, and then sometimes your Cantwell or your Lawrence or your Hadji could be a ten yeah. where you've you've got Lammers eye but so there is a lot of numbers but there's also spots and I don't know man I just think uh I like Kaji and I think he's he's got something for sure, but maybe Bill does not for whatever yeah. reason. There seems to be a lot of, a lot of chat about what he said in the press conference, and I, I I listened back to the press conference, Keith, and I didn't think he said he didn't say anything disrespectful. He didn't say anything, you no. know, anything wrong. He basically said, "I don't agree with the manager's decision, but I respect it," which is obviously fair enough if he's not playing and he wants to play. You I... know, you know, I, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it, but I seem to. You know, grow arms and legs and stuff like that. But I, I'm, I'm the same as you, Keith. I really like Hadji. I really hope he stays. Um, and I do hope that, um, you know, I, I would like him to stay. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't, and we get we get a decent bit of money for him, then I wish him all the best. But I would, aye, I would, aye. I would really want him to stay because he looks hungry. He looks fitter than he ever had. He's had a pre-season there and there, and I would just love to see him getting his chance. But it doesn't I seem think... like he's going to get it. No, it doesn't. Um. What I, I agree with you, like watching the press conference, no issues at all with anything the kid said. Nothing, not one bit of problem for me. And in fact, I really liked some of the stuff he said. And, and he said something that's quite important, I think, in that if you look through the squad, you know, whether we think these guys are going to be world beaters or not, we, you can talk about it and we can debate. But the fact is, Beale is putting every egg he's got in the new player basket. You know, there's apart from Tav. There's nobody about that he's picking that's ever dug us out of any kind of hole, ever. Do you know what I mean? Like, you think Ken, Alfie, okay, they're two exceptions, but you're, um, 
Hadji, he's he's done it. You know, he's yep. he's been there in, in big moments. Um, and he's done stuff that that's grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck, or he scored a big goal, or whatever. He's that type of player. And maybe all these other guys are. Maybe they're all going to be brilliant, but we don't know that yet. Yeah. So it's a big gamble when you've 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 none of these guys. He's like, all right, Arfield's dug a few holes. He's away. You know, I mean, there's no huge amount. Like you look around that team and you go, who's going to dig you a hole? Um. And we're talking about the PSV game, and maybe they've got tons of character, but we don't know that yet. So I think I think that's a gamble getting rid of everybody that does that's done that before. Do you know what I mean? Then you are yeah. just purely relying on an unknown. Yeah, because it is early, like like you said, it is early days for a lot of these signings. However, for what I've seen from Lammers, I don't need to pick in him now. But for what I see for him, he's going to blow hot and cold all season, <laughs> and we need somebody in there to challenge him and say like, if you're if you're playing crap. You need to come out and get somebody else in there, and Hadji's desperate to prove himself. He could be the guy in there, to, you know, to make it definitely. I go, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then just, you just sort of going back to the the game, Keith, as well. You know, wasn't he? Obviously, it, the first half was terrible, and then we had to. Bolton scored first from a penalty, which was, you know, I think the two penalties were very, you know, they were up. That's there, a cut you know. Broadfoot special that first one, isn't it? It is. I, I cut Broadfoot. I think we should take his name out there. Memory books at Ibrooks as well, man. The history books, what a tadger that guy has. Ah, that was <laughs> like, like, Dessel's caused a bit of wind that moved his shoelace and he just yeah. went down like that. For me, that was never a penalty. Never he's a penalty. Had, he's, he's previously done that as well against us a couple of times. So he's um, done it for us in old firm games, I know, yeah, to has. be fair to the guy. So, you know, like, at least he's consistently. He has, he has. So, um, I we got the pen, they, they got the penalty one, nothing up. Then we got the penalty from a Balligan. You know, shirt pulled the guy who was sitting um, behind us at the game that usually sits there. Spotted it straight away. He's last a penalty. His 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 hands are all over Balligan, and it was. So we got the penalty. One each. Again, that's not a penalty for me. Nah, I think the two of them are very soft. To be honest Aye. with you. Yep. And then Danilo cracks off a pretty good goal. Um, the way it went, you know, Dessler's putting the putting the. That's all about Dessler's this one, yeah, isn't it? Chasing back and getting it, which is. You know, if that's if that's his game, because he's done it now two games that we're going to obviously PSE game. And two in a row. He done he done it two in a row there, which mm, is no which is something that. as well. But yeah, Daniel done well to put it away, um, and that will build up their confidence as well, which was which was good. So finished two one. Obviously a crap game. Nobody was really here or there about it. You know, I think we were just happy to go up the road um, after it, and then we sort of took us on to you know. Um, took us on to Tuesday night at Ibrooks um, there as well. So I'll run through the team for here, Keith, for the for the game as well to see the changes in there. So we had um, Butland in the goals, Tav, Goldson, Suter, and Barisic at the back. We had Kiswentes, Jack, and Raskin, Cantwell, Simmer, and Dessels. Now, when you've seen the team, Keith, again, just sort of run through again, did you? Any, anything that surprised you in there? Because there was one that definitely surprised me in there. Um, I, I wouldn't say it was a surprise um, to see Seema, which I'm going to guess was your surprise. Yes. I, I think, I, I, I know, I, I felt he might go for um, a bit of pace and he seems to have it in his mind that Seema is, you know, he's got a bit of physicality about him and he's a challenge for defenders. Um, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, so I, I wasn't surprised. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I think I, 
might not have went with Seema. In fact, I probably almost certainly wouldn't have. Um, <laughs> but I, I wasn't surprised, if you know what I mean. Like, I, I could have predicted Bill was going to go that way, but not for me. Um, everybody else was as expected. There was yeah. there was no shocks. I mean, Jack is going to come in for these games, which means you're, you're going to move Cantwell up to the 10, which means there's a good chance Lammers is, is going to come out. Um, and I, the... Dessers was was always going to start. I felt um, I just thought it, it might have been Danilo, but he went he went for the uh, Seema. But apart from that, yeah. now I take it Seema was the shock for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't expect him to be respect him to be sitting on the bench. I didn't expect him to start. Um, and the game, everybody else I, I expected as is, but I thought Aye. it would have been Danilo in there, considering he knows he knows PSV very well, and so does Dessers when the two of them playing against them. So I thought, and also Lammers, who was a former player. For PSV, right. that's what I would expect to see Danilo in there because he's played against him last season, didn't he? You know, so he's last season, most yeah. recent. Right. Yeah, so I expected him in there just to sort of, you know, liven up a wee bit. Plus, on the back of his goal, just to sort of build up his confidence a wee bit as well. But yeah, right. first half case, I thought I was like, I was, I was going off my dinger. I just thought they were just. I mean, I thought they started well. They started the first, you know, ten first minutes. five minutes. Yeah, aye. I think they were pressing hard. They were, you know, aye, they, were, aye. They, they they were doing they were doing everything right, and then they sort of just went back into the old Rangers ways, and PSV came forward. Um, quite an interesting thing. The guy that sits, one of the guys that sits in front of me, Keith, said that PSV reminded him of us under Geo, where we had these two wingers who were rapid, who were coming in, but then we had nothing up top to. You know, for them, or else any ball was in was, you know, was too far, or you know, hitting at the goal and stuff like that. Which was, I thought, was a fairly fair uh, analogy of it. How you know how we how we played under Gio and how they're play and how PSV were playing as well. But <laughs> I think uh, that's a bit harsh on PSV. If I'm being totally <laughs> honest, uh, um, maybe a better quality version. You, you know, yeah. stylistically, maybe. But I think it was. I think it was more the style. Different. Yeah, no, I died. the quality is obviously different, but aye, it was aye, more the style nothing. of it. You know, having the wingers and. <laughs> You know, they're running, they've got all this space and they're, you know, nothing pretty much. It's very Dutch football, you know, like, yeah. that, that's the thing. I don't, you know, I don't think uh, Van Nistelrooy had them playing, you know, maybe a wee bit more defensive, but no massively different, you know, in, in terms of that, that like you're saying last year. I think it's very, it is a very Dutch style, to be fair, I think. Yeah. Fair yeah. Comment. Um, and, you know, the game as well, the game just opened up. I thought we were far too narrow in the middle of the park, you know, Kiswentes and Raskin are having to double up in terms of, you know, being in the centre mids and being right right and left wingers and midfielders in there as well. So it was uh, it was it was interesting. And their left back, um, Sergio Desk, who they signed from Barcelona just a day or two before they signed, he had all the space in the world in that left wing, didn't he? Oh, I mean, you you, you know where I sit. So yeah. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't miss it. I, I don't know how it looked on the telly. I don't know how it looked in the rest of the stadium. Don't know how it looked on the other side. Um, but I would say that within, like, like you say, first five minutes, it was like fucking Hagler Hearns, you know. I thought this is going to be two teams just going at each other. And yeah. then quite quickly they just went, nah, we're too good. We're taking the ball and you're not going to see it. And it, it was a hard, hard watch that first half. Um, summed up for me, for where I sit, by Fuentes, he... He looked like he'd been tangled. He did not know where to be, what to do, nothing. Because, like you say, people are like, oh, they're in behind Tav again. He had he had their best player, that that uh, uh, Noah Lang boy, and yeah. then 
their new guy for Barcelona who's playing at a position with one day training session and looked pretty handy, if I've been honest. Um, so, like, nah, Cifuentes was nowhere, man. He was lost. Rabbit yeah. in the headlights. First time playing, at, you know, against that level of opposition in yeah. a high-pressure, high-intensity European game. Like, I was watching that and, and I'm, I was like, at least this isn't an old firm. Because, see, like, if he, if he played like that against Angie's Celtic last season, you know, that's one of the games where people are like, uh, get a guy fuck. Um, it seems a it seems a poison challenge that chalice that role. You know, like mentioned earlier, but Namdi or Fob came into it, and you know what happened to that poor kid. And with Bragani Zungu, and you know, like the list goes on. All these, oh, we'll get a destroyer in the midfield. Oh, I just hope that Cifuentes comes on again. But I uh, he looked well at his depth, and I was really worried. Surprised he came out at half time. To be honest, I'd have hooked him at half time, one hundred percent. And like you say, they just I, I don't know. I thought it was a hard watch. I thought they kind of outclassed us for, for the first half really yeah, if we're being honest um, credit to our boys for lots of blocks and lots of you know hard work fought for each other defended limited them to very little chances although they had lots of lots of possession and play in our half they didn't really create much um, but there was nothing up top we could not get out we were just humping it along and it was just coming straight back we yeah. could not get out yeah there was no out ball up there was no, there um, nothing you know, Dessert was trying, but nothing was coming off. And Sima just looked, I think he looked like a rabbit caught in the headlights as well during Aye. the game. Some of his stuff was just, touch was too heavy. It looked like when he was playing out in the left, him and Borna had never met each other before. Aye, um, aye. past each other um, out there. I thought it was terrible. And um, I thought this was probably, again, going back to that, like you were saying about the sentence, but I also thought this was probably one of the poorest games that Raskins had. I've I, I seen the stats somewhere that his passing percentage was 57%, which I not like him at all, no. you know. So, again, it's their first games. Him and, him and Kismentes, it's their first games against this sort of class opposition like this as well. And hopefully they see it as a big learning curve. And it got, needs to be. Aye, yeah. aye. Even... And I thought that, like you were saying about the defensive work, you know, we were under the caution and stuff like that. I thought that Golton and Suter were particularly Goldson was outstanding at the back the Aye. way he was covering and you know it was sort of back to Connor Goldson and shows you just how much we need him at the back there uh, definite head and shoulders man of the match wasn't he um, yeah. and like you say Big Shooter did well as well um, I think there was plenty of defensive work everybody worked hard you know like I know what we're saying about Raskin and we'll, we'll spend a minute talking about him but he did win tackles and, and put in blocks and, you know, he, he was defensively trying his best anyway, which is fine. You know, if you're having a bad night, just keep working hard and try and keep it simple. Try and simplify and keep working hard is all you can really do to try and play your way back into a better game. And I feel like he tried to do that. Um, but I just, as you're saying, the midfield, even Cantwell at times, like, I, I would I would worry. They need to learn fast. Otherwise, if we get into the Champions League, we're going to get annihilated worse than last year for me, man. We're going to get embarrassed. I, I think that my main takeaway was we're not a Champions League team. Yeah, definitely. I'm not ready to be a Champions League team, I don't think. Aye, it was a, it was a bit of a shock. And then just before half-time... Speaking of shocks. Aye, everybody's <laughs> crucifying him. Like, I was, everybody around about me was like, get him off. Aye. Get him off. And I said to my brother, I was like, he needs to get hooked. We need to bring um, Matondo or Danilo as soon as he does that, you know, we but we but good work in the middle of the park by I think it was Cantwell who won the ball back, Dessers 
try to put it back to him, hits off the defender, and it just falls nicely for um, Simmer. And what a strike, man. Right in the top in, the opposite corner, curled in nicely. Ibrox erupted in the 44th minute just before half-time. But, Keith, what a strike it was, wasn't it? Oh, it was a, it was a, it was a cracking dig for the boy. I was admired, it was the same as yours. Everybody was like, get him off, get him off, get him off. And then there was one guy who was like, we just, you know, let's be calm. It's it's a good team. It's this and it's that. And then he, he scores a world day, man, and everybody erupts. And then it goes, you know, that way you just start to get a wee bit quiet. And that one guy's like, I fucking told you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Remember they were slating him? Uh, that was funny, man. But I know, I think, like, you're... I, I, I genuinely felt like at half time just coming up to it and then half time whistle goes and everybody's still singing and doing a bounce or whatever I sat down because you know we're standing the full time so I sat for a wee break and I said to the boy beside me I said that was still utter dog meat like that still wasn't good enough we played like a like a massive underdog away side do you know what I mean that was how I felt at half time and I felt like we did that with nine men because Sifuentes was just a heedless chicken in the middle of the park and we had nothing up top Barely put Dessers and Seema together to make one player in the first half, so I yeah. felt like we, uh, we were we were miles off it, man. Uh, yeah. And to say we were fortunate to go in one nil up is a massive understatement and does no justice <laughs> to the phrase. Big time, big time. And then obviously start the second half, um, they scored just on just on their mark, and it was a it was a lovely goal. That big uh, Sangre guy in the middle of the park, I thought he was excellent for them. The boy, oh brilliant! He's, he's looking. I think Liverpool are looking at him. Surprised um, he's still there because he, he was good against us last year. Yeah, very good. So um, he he slotted that away to make it um, one each, and then you know, fifteen fifteen minutes later, you know, it's pretty much very similar to you know the modern game where you see Dessers running out getting the ball, you know, and putting through this lovely ball through to Matondo, who was very effective when he came on, Keith. You know, I think Matondo's one of these guys. I could understand why he didn't play. Didn't play Matondo from the start because obviously he's done quite well against Morton and he's, you know, he's he's done quite well in some of the games that he's played. But I can really understand why because his pace against a tire in defence will cause problems. Um, and there and he seems to you know he's built up a wee bit of confidence in himself, which is which is what he needs because last season he was nowhere near. I mean, obviously he came on and played played a quite a few games towards the end of last season. He played pretty well against Celtic. Um, the game at Ibrox, but yeah, he put that goal away brilliantly for his first Rangers goal. Uh, it, was, it was a great goal. Um, probably the only time I thought Sifuentes did anything half decent. He kind of wins the ball and then him and, and then Cantwell comes away with it, flicks it over a defender or whatever, yeah. plays, a, plays a good, you know, charges into the middle of the park, plays a good ball to Dessers, who I thought might have looked a wee bit offside seeing it live, so I was glad when there was no uh, VAR. And then the ball, the ball through for uh, for for the wee man was was perfect. You know, yeah. it was like um, the guy beside me was like, "Oh, he's under hit it," and it was close to that. You know, it, it was it was just enough to be yeah. perfect. And then a uh, great finish, um, it's a great finish by Matondo. Takes the first time, takes a goalie early. The goalie's expecting him to take a touch and try and take him on. So because he said it so early, the goalie's reacting rather than anticipating and. It's uh, it's a, it's a good finish, but yeah, the, the Matondo thing's interesting, right? So where I feel this is this is a weird one is that we signed him as he came in clearly, clearly same as Sakala actually, 
Um, clearly as a left winger, anytime Sakala played left wing, that was the best time. That was his best performances for Rangers. Anytime, even last season when Matondo got on for twenty minutes here and there, the only time he looked any halfway effective was when we played him left wing. Mm-hmm. But we kept picking Kent, who clearly Kent didn't want to be here and wasn't bothering his ass. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why? And then obviously towards the end of the season when Ken ended up, you know, Bill was like, right, he's no staying, get him out of the team. And we brought in Rabi towards the end of last season. He done he done well out there as well. So it shows you if we play the boy in the right position, potentially have a player because I was not impressed with him last season at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's an understatement, you know, I wanted Hi. him out as, you know, I hold my hands up and say that you know if he if he keeps going to be as I will put my hands up and say Rabi I am sorry, um I am wrong, in there but um if he keeps going the way he's going, then you know it looks it looks like he could he could end up being a, you know an actual Rangers player in here now rather than just you know came for a year and we try and get rid of him um so I fingers crossed we might have something in there but I think it shows you as well Keith the lack of. You know, we've signed all these players, but there's a clear lack of depth out in the wings. You know, look how effective we were when we brought on one winger. Imagine if we had two of those, a couple of those boys playing in there as well. I think it shows you, you know, I don't know if Bill's, Bill's obviously been aware of the massive undertaking that we've had to take at the start of the season, you know, in terms of the people in and people out. And we're still doing it now, you know, we're still talks about a couple of players still looking to leave the club. Um as well, but we, I think we're crying out for a couple, a, at least one or two wingers in there as well. Do you? Do you feel the same? Aye, I, I think it's uh, we're in an interesting position because, t- to my eye, at least, um, pretty much every game this season, we've came out in the four four two diamond that Bill says he wants to play, um, and we've been struggling. Maybe we start all right for 10, 15 minutes. Then it doesn't work. Then the team stops doing, you know, stop drops the intensity in that, which to me speaks to um, either they can't do it either because of physical, like they can't keep it up, or technically they just, I don't know, they they they, they, they lose, you know, they've not got the, the memory or the intelligence, which neither of which I believe, or they don't believe in it. So they resort to oh, this isn't working. We'll chuck it and we'll try something else. That's they don't believe in the system, like. If you're if you're if you're watching you like Man City, you're watching Man City and they're one 0 down in seventy five minutes, they're still doing what they were doing in minute one because they yeah. believe in it and they just keep doing it. We don't do that. No. Um and the players don't do it. And then what what I find to my eye is we start getting a bit better and we start scoring goals and we start actually beating teams when we change it. Every game so far, we've abandoned it. Like it looked again. You, you've got maybe a better view than me, but it looked at some point in the first half where we went, can't well drift it right a wee bit, see my go left a wee bit, and it was almost more of a four-five-one or a four-three-three rather than it was a diamond. Like we changed yeah. stuff up. We have we're, we're having to go. You know, we're, we're starting this way every game, and we're abandoning it at some point in the first half every game. So it's either the tactics are just not going to work. He's getting it wrong somewhere, or. It needs time to take, and you know he might say it needs time to take. I don't know, but it, it seems to me that we do change it every game, whether that's through subs or before it. And then let's take Livy. We change it with the subs, and we put Matondo in one wing and, and Seema on the other. And the pace and that tears them apart, and we go from one 0 down, and the, the crowd booing to four 0 up, one uh, 0 up, sorry, to four 0 up inside ten minutes or whatever it was, you know, because yeah. we scored three quick goals. 
Sancho, I, I think the fans are crying out for pace and wingers. What's the point if he's not going to play them? You know, and it only seems to be a right shit. This isn't working. We need to change it. Then they come on and then they affect the game. So it'll be interesting to see what he does um, at the weekend and maybe more so PSV um, and I suppose Celtic as well. You know, is he going to stick with us or is it going to be like, right, maybe it will work, but it's not working yet. So I'm going to need to be pragmatic and do something different. Or is he going to just keep trying it and hope it does take? But I, I don't know, man. Something's not right. It's a, it's a shaky peg to put your hopes on, isn't it? That this might work considering, you know, when he was... When he was here before, the the tactics that we played was four three three, um, you know the wing the maybe not as wide, but we had you know like Ken and you know like Roof and you know Haji and you know a number of players sort of playing that you know sort of winger slash number ten role where they were coming in and out there. So I it's going to it's, I mean it's, it's a lot to hang your hat on and he's got he's hanging his hat on it. So um it's all on it's all on Bill, isn't it? Um, very Aye. Much so. Especially if, I mean, it's different if you're struggling, right? You're struggling, you're struggling. But you change it mid-game and you change it to something that works. And then the next game, you start with the thing that didn't work. Yeah. That, right. That's the bit for me where you're like, even if you believe in it, keep keep working on it in the training pitch. Use it in, you know, against at Ross County or, or certainly Ross County at home or certainly Greenock Martin at home or whatever. I, by all means, you know, stick to it. But in the bigger games, if you know it's not quite working yet, it's not quite clicking yet, but you've got something else that is effective, you've got to, as a Rangers manager, you've got to be pragmatic enough to go with the more effective approach in these bigger games. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what it does yeah. in, the, in, the, in the coming games. Aye, it will be. It will be. So let's, let's there you've mentioned that, let's look at the coming games, um, starting with Ross County on Sunday. Um, and then we are in Eindhoven on Wednesday. Now, do you see... For the game, obviously PSV have got a the, the Dutch FA have gave them a free week, um, so they aren't playing any games this week. But do you see many changes in terms of the team? Do we see a couple of changes in there because some of the boys that came on, I thought, like like I said, Rabi done well when he came on. Do we give him a chance to start, or do we bring him on the bench, bring him off the bench when they're getting a bit tired because the pitch at Ross the pitch at Dingwall is a lot smaller than the pitch at Ibrooks. Um, do you see Lundstrom playing? Because I thought when Lundstrom came on, he brought a wee bit of you know energy back into the midfield again. I thought he, I thought he played well actually. I'm not Lundstrom's biggest fan by any stretch, but I thought he came on and done well. Do you see? Do you see many changes in there, Keith? <clears throat> um, I think there'll be a couple, definitely. But I think we'll go strong. We'll, we'll definitely go strong. Um, we've come unstuck in Dingwall in a not too distant past, so it's no one we're going to take lightly. I don't think. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll still go strong. It's half to help. It's an early Saturday kickoff. We're not playing on Eindhoven until, you know, eight o'clock on Wednesday night. So there's, there's time to recover. Um, we played on Tuesday. So it's, you know, again, we've had time to recover. So I think we'll go pretty strong. But I'd imagine there'll be a few changes. Um, Sorry, I said you... Sunday, Keith. It says it's Saturday we're playing. Or Sunday. Sa- Saturday, half to help. Sa- Saturday, so it's Keith. I got that wrong. I said Sunday there. Sorry, I beg your pardon. I didn't even notice you said that, mate. To be honest, so um, aye, so the, we've got we've got plenty of rest time, not plenty, but you know what I mean. There's definitely uh, time to recover. So I think we'll go pretty strong. To be honest, I would like to see, like, see Daniel in for the start. See if we can get him a go and some confidence. Um, I I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Amatondo. I, I think he'll likely start with 
something similar, maybe like a, uh, I think Lammers will probably start, Danilo will probably start up top. Um, if he's going to keep with Dessers, put in a shift. I'd like to see Sifuentes rested because, yeah. you know, like I say, I think part of it looked, he looked tactically, he had no clue what he was doing. He also looked like he might have been tired. I don't think playing him for the full time on Saturday did him any favours going into no. Wednesday, going into Tuesday, if I'm honest. So, yeah. um, I'd be I'd be resting the kid. Um, I I think and Lundstrom did look good. Lundstrom just frustrates me, man. Because sometimes yeah. like that, he comes on and he looks brilliant, and it's like the Lundstrom we had for that that wee period at the end of his first season. You know, the second half or whatever it was when Gio came in and started playing him. Yeah. He looked he looked amazing. Every other time for Rangers, he's had flashes where he's had a good game or a good half. And the rest of the time, he's been frustratingly pish. So, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I would always, I'm always apprehensive about, about starting him, man, because you just don't know who's going to turn up. Yeah, I think he played. I think he plays better in the European games than he does in the domestic games. I would turn him into Abraham Hamdani to play which which uh, Smith done. You know, Smith only played him down in the European games, and he can He was never near it on the on the European the thing there in the domestic stage. So. You know, maybe bring them in for that. You know, but I don't think I would play him. I wouldn't play him in Digwall, um, personally because I think he holds up the play too much. He's takes too long in the ball. Um, whereas in European football, he's in there. He's a bit more dogged and determined. So, yeah, I would. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't play him um, in Saturday. Um, no, I don't think so. No. But, sorry, I meant to say actually. Just you, you mentioned Raskin, and I've I've noticed a a, a bit of not necessarily a pattern, but he he does. He does, and again, it's it's one. Do you maybe rest him um, on on Saturday again? I suppose we rested him against you um, know on Saturday there, so yeah. so maybe we don't again. But so there away, he was he had a it was like two phase for Batman. He had a terrible first half and a tremendous second half, yeah. and then I thought so there at home he was pretty ropey in the second half, gave the ball away a lot. So he's definitely got it in him. I think when we signed him, we thought, my God, this guy's never. You know, he's never going to have a bad pass. He looked like he was going to be on it all the time. He clearly isn't he. Um, he's so playing a different I, position now, isn't he, more Keith, in Keith this season than he was last season. He was playing He was playing primarily, I think, as a six because Lundstrom was terrible <coughs> and Jack was injured. So he was sort of the holding player, whereas now he seems to be a bit more of an eight um, for the last couple of games. So maybe that's just trying to develop into a new game. But you're right, though, he's... You know, like you said, he he has been a wee bit ropey this season, except from the second half and uh, you know, in, uh, against Serbia's where he was outstanding. He Aye, was, he was brilliant. But yeah, he's been a wee bit. He has been ropey, definitely. I think the the positional change definitely. You're right. He's going for a, a six to sided eight. You know, which again, uh, you know, you might hit all left sided, but. If he's predominantly right footed, and you, you, maybe it's just throwing him off his comfort zone a wee bit, you don't know. Um, but it's it's mainly to add the the solidity of Ryan Jack into it in the big games. You might find in like I would expect Jack to be rested on Saturday again. For example, we know he's not, you know, he's he's probably not going to be playing two games a week. Um, yeah. And you've also got the added, um, you've got PSV, but then you get Celtic quite quickly after it. So, yep. you know, then you're starting to go well. Jack's going to need to play two games in a week next week, so let's not do it this week. So I think Ryan Jack will be rested um, on Saturday. So then maybe 
Raskin's back in his position as a six or like say, maybe yeah, and then bring bring Dowlin. You can bring Dowlin for his start and get hard and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but short, I, I, short window. Looking at the look, looking ahead to the Eindhoven game, looking back to Wednesday night, I would say it's pretty much fairly the same team that started um, against them that they'll that that will play again. Um, you know, maybe with the exception, well, I think I think Simmer will play again actually, but I would pretty Agreed. much see the same team that started yep. for the first leg that will be the second leg. Um, I think so. And there as well. I I mean, he'll play Simmer for the. I, I mean. I, I dread to say it, but for the outball, uh, you know, because he's physical and pacey, so you can put the ball over the top and let him chase it, or you can play into him and he can he can win flick-ons and try and play off him. I, I, I feel I've yet to see some of that, if I'm honest, but I think that's, I, I think it'll probably be the same team for, for the same reasons. Uh, Matondo coming off the bench later, as you say, running at them when they're a wee bit tired, he'll carry more of a threat than he will for the start, so yeah. I think... Um, It'll be the same team. What will be interesting to see is if there's any changes their side because I know they were missing a couple. I think their manager said uh, Van Arnholt is not not going to be back in time. He's out for a few weeks, um, so that'll probably be Dest at left back again, who did well, um, but obviously signed another new player who will will know some of our boys pretty well. And Malik Tillman, yep. who is he going to start? Um, the other boy come back for injury. You know, like we we just don't know if their team will be a wee bit different, but. but the front, mid to front, they've just got nothing but quality anyway, really, aren't they? Yeah, so it doesn't do. really matter who they pick. It's just that back. I think their defenders are definitely for a taking. Um, <clears throat> oh, aye, aye. And their the two centre halves, particularly, if we can get if we can get at them, we can score against them um, big time. Um, but aye. yeah, the game. I mean, it is all technically it is all it is all we play for. It's going to be a very difficult job going over there because they're different. They're a different team from last season, um, and they seem to have made it very personal. As well, haven't they? That were beating us, we sort of see us as almost like a bogey team. Um, but they've taken this personal, and particularly that uh, Joey Veerman. He seems to. Oh, be, he hates us, doesn't he? Uh, he seems. He seems to be. He's an absolute <laughs> ass. Um, he absolutely hates us, and he's obviously he's made it personal. And you know, I think last Good. season he said that he said that you know we deserve. They deserve to go through ahead of us, but obviously they didn't. So everybody was, I think he was getting it tight on social media. And then he's, you know, obviously his comments he made after the game as well. Um, but I, the game's all for taking, and I would love it to see as if we beat them just to get it up him. However, if you're like a day, obviously we're getting the financial implications from it. But to go back into the Europa League again, you know, the good thing is we are getting European football regardless of the result. But we are. You know, we are more suited to Europa League football than Champions League football, at me. Um, just looking at the difference in the class that we had, obviously, last season. Obviously, we're, we would be third seeds, which is a wee bit nicer than being the fourth seeds. Well, we were, were we thirds last season as well? No. No, we were fourth. Um, fourth. fourth I, and instead of getting scalped. So, um, Champions League's amazing, obviously, the money side and stuff like that. But Europa League's very special as well, I think. Uh, I think... <laughs> Based on certainly based on uh, on Wednesday and even some of the subject tie, you know, like I, I'm I'm not sure we've got the quality to trouble anybody in the Champions League. Now, if you go in the third pot and you get a, a, a lucky draw with the fourth seeds, then we'd be look. You know, you're you're, you're saying you're probably going to get a Europa League level side uh, side in that in the fourth pot. There's probably a couple of a couple of banana skins in there, but out of the eight teams. 
probably six, five or six of them would be Europa League level that you would think, are we going to finish above them? That would be, you know, if you could design it, which we can't because that's not how the world works, but if you could design it, you'd probably go, right, let's go into the Champions League, get a pub team for pot four, beat them twice, finish third, drop into the Europa and have a wee run into the quarters or the semis. or Well, ideally go and win the fucking thing, but... <laughs> I mean, rather than Neil Poir and finishing yeah. fourth and, you know, having the worst campaign in Champions League history and embarrassing yourself. But I, I'm, not, I'm not sure that we're, we're Champions League level, if, if I'm being totally honest. Certainly on the ready. I mean, put it this way, you go through what, what we witnessed against PSV and you're like, right, apart from a couple of moments in the break, we didn't really have an up top. Midfield yeah. got outclassed and overran. So that leaves us with a good goalie and two good centre-halves. Uh, our fullbacks get exposed defensively at times and outballs were non-existent. Pope Bollner was all right defensively, but every time he got the ball, he just looked like he was totally panicking and was like, I want this hot potato because he knew they were going to pressure him and he didn't he want to make terif- a mistake. He looked terrified, didn't he? Terrified. Every time he touched oh, the ball. Aye. Petrified. Um, apart from the last 10 minutes when they had no centre-halves and all of a sudden we had confidence and played well when they were like, shit, we've no centre-halves. Sit back a bit here, lads. We've got something to hold on to each. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think... If you're being, you know, total cold, logical mind, maybe getting into the Europa League wouldn't be the, the worst thing in the world. But Champions League money, don't want to keep falling behind our biggest rivals who, you know, if they're getting a financial bump every year with a bigger stadium and then they're getting one with more European money, that that's not insignificant. So, no, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe you just go to Champions League and take your, take your licks. Who knows, man? Who knows? I, I personally would go for Europa League because big picture, there's a Club World Cup that we want to get enough points for to stay in next yeah. year. We've got a good chance of getting coefficient points in the Europa League. You know that more certainly more you would expect than we will in the Champions League. So playing a longer game financially, maybe that's better. Yeah. Yep, yeah, but it's um it's definitely all to play for in Eindhoven, isn't it? It's um, a cup final, I I mean aye. what Wednesday basically it's a, it it come I think I think Gio or somebody said or maybe it was Van Nistelrooy said last year when we drew to each in the first game we might as well no bother playing that it's a cup final it's just a home cup final for them that's it you know this yeah. first leg doesn't really matter because it's an even score and there's no away goals so it has no bearing in what's going to happen on Wednesday night yeah even though even though the result was you would say it's a poor result to lose that to lose that goal in the eighth minute maybe a set piece and you know stuff like that I left Ibrox with a bit of hope, you know, in terms of the game, because I thought that we, you know, we did, we were, we were determined. I think the way that we finished the game was pretty strong. And um, we bring it on like Matondo, and we had a lot of good chances towards the end. You know, Lammers could have scored, Danilo could have scored with the rebound in there, and then Rabi's, you know, volley for the corner. You know, we could have, we could have got another goal in there. So I left Ibrooks. I don't know about you, but I left Ibrooks with a wee bit of hope, and you know, just sort of like, you know. Bit of hope and a bit of confidence in the team, and you know that they are improving and they're improving slightly. But it's probably the first time I felt like that this season, Keith. Where you know a bit more hope than anything, because the last couple of games that have been other than the Levy game, the Levy game is obviously you know it was good and how um and how we got the goals, but it was pretty crappy game. I thought this game is a really good game of football, um and then obviously the modern game is horrible, um. But I did leave Ibrooks with a wee bit of hope. Um, I don't know how you felt when you left the game, but I, I've sort of left with a wee bit. Um, I would say, I think Bill kind of intimated to it. It was, I took I took heart from the 
from the character they showed, right? Obviously, you've seen what it meant to Dessels when, when Matondo scored, whether it's because he hates PSV for his time in final or, or not, I don't know. But it, it, it seemed to matter. They, they didn't stop trying. They worked hard. They fought for it. Quality-wise, we were outclassed, I felt. So performance level, like in a football sense, I wasn't... I wasn't pulled over. I was worried, um, but in a, all the you know the sort of intangibles, I think took heart from that definitely. On the whole, on balance of the game, I thought we got away with one. I, I don't, I don't know if we did enough to deserve a draw. If I'm being totally honest, I feel like we maybe robbed them a wee bit. Uh, certainly to be two one up and them to score and be hanging on and seeing it out because they they lost their centre half. I think we were a, a wee bit fortunate, you know, for large periods of the game, they looked like they could score at any minute, and we looked like. We didn't know how to get her in half. So, no, I, I think I take your point. You know, there was something to take heart from. But as a home performance, wasn't it good enough on the ball? And I worry, you know, like if we're going to play like that away and in Europe in general, just getting the ball away so easy and so sloppily, we'll, we'll, we'll lose more than we'll win. So, Fair I can't say I was too positive. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I just I just left me, you know, we were hope of just how we were pretty rotten and we still, you know, we're, we're still in the tie, I guess, I guess, and maybe just, you know, the wee bit of energy and what, what we've seen, you know, it wasn't our best performance and still coming out there. You know, it did give me, it did, it did leave me my wee bit of confidence in the games all we play. Um, Aye. The ties, it's basically still there, but, mate, that's, admit, that's a good everybody... thing to talking about this, you know, we, 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 the twos don't think similarly, which is why I think this works so well, you know, we sort of bounce Aye. off each other and do different things, so. And I was just going to say that, like, I think everybody I've spoke to, to be fair, has kind of echoed what you've said. I seem to be, and I'm normally... So you're the negative one, mate. It's never me. I know I'm, I'm not normally <laughs> negative. I'm usually the guy that's like, of course we're going to win. And then we get spanked. Like, you know, that, that that's me. So if I'm being the negative one, maybe I've seen something different. That, that's how I feel actually coming out for Wednesday. Like, everybody I've spoke to, all the group chats, or any podcast I've listened to, and I, everybody said kind of what you've said. Everybody's like, oh, that, that, I feel better. I think like, I think we were shite. We worked hard, but we didn't do anything with the ball apart from yeah. two good moves, um, or one good move and one good press. That's me anyway. Maybe I, I, I was maybe I was in a stinking mood on Wednesday. I, I don't know. Or Tuesday, I don't know. But I I think maybe you're right, mate. Hopefully you're right. Hopefully it's just I, I misread it. I don't know. Let's find it. We'll find it soon enough. Yes, we will, mate. We best we will. And like I said, I think that's probably a good place to to call it. Just nearly on now, Mark. There, so. Um, yeah, all we play for in Eindhoven, big game, big weekend ahead of us. And me and Keith will be back next week, um, probably later on in the week, to discuss the, the Eindhoven game as well. But we'll be back next week to discuss all things Rangers. Until then, enjoy your week and um, enjoy your weekend. And I hope your team get two results. Keith, as always, thanks very much, mate. And I'll speak to you over the weekend. All right, cheers, mate. Always good. And I have a have a good one. And I'll, I'll speak to you over the weekend about the football and that. And as you say, hopefully two wins for the Teddy Bears. Yes, yes, very much so, mate. So, yes, um, again, thank you, everybody, for, for listening. And we'll be back next week. Until then, thanks very much. Cheers. Take care.